you're listening to the Dudes and Dads Podcast, a show dedicated to helping men be better dads, husbands, and men by building community through meaningful conversation and storytelling. And now, here are your hosts, Joel DeMott and Andy Lehman. Well, here we are, Andy, episode three. We are. I can't believe it's episode three already. Uh, you guys, uh, we just want to thank you. Uh, we're off on a, off to an exciting start, and we want to say a big thank you to all the support we've been getting through social media, Instagram, Facebook, uh, on our website at over at dudesanddadspodcast.com. Uh, thank you, everyone. And uh, we especially want to send out a real special thank you to our first Patreon members, Andy, yes. tell, tell us more. So our friends Scott and Jesse became our first Patreon ever. We want to thank you, Scott and Jesse, for helping support this show. Keep it on the air. All three episodes here that we've had. But, <laughs> right. you know, we, we do thank you guys uh, sincerely from the bottom of our heart. Um, and if you guys want to join Scott and Jesse and become Patreons of our show, you can actually head over to dudesanddadspodcast.com slash support. That will forward you on to the Patreon and you can little little amounts, but every little bit helps. And so we appreciate Scott and Jesse for being our first our first Patreon ever. Scott and Jesse, if we had a dudes and dads award, I don't know what that award would look like, but you would be getting it. So right, thank exactly. You. You thank would. you so much, guys. We appreciate you. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, Andy, we're uh, off here uh, today. Uh, last week, obviously, we heard from our good friend Clarence as he shared his story. And man, what a great guy! I appreciate him coming in and uh, just all the things that he did have to share. Uh, but today, it's back to you and I. Um, and the reason that we're just the two of us in here, uh, this week is because, uh, this is the fifth anniversary of the loss of your daughter, Macy. It is. It is. And, uh, we honestly want to take a, take time to, um, just to hear from you, Andy, today to share your story, to share the memory of your daughter. And, uh, we honestly believe for those of you guys listening, um, that while this is, uh, you know, we, we try to keep it light and fun and encouraging, um, but we believe in while this is, you know, serious right. content that we're talking about here today. This is part of part of our life. Absolutely part of the life. And um, we think it can be encouraging and helpful to the some of you out there or, or maybe some of you know people. Actually, the chances are good that somebody out there knows someone who has lost a child or has gone through a grief process. And it's sometimes hard to know how to come alongside of them, what to do. Um, and so we just want to share this story with you because we think it will be helpful uh, to somebody out there. Um, so uh, without further ado, uh, Andy, let's just uh, kick it off by um, sure. just diving in to your story. Um, okay. As we look back uh, five years, um, this week, what was life like? What was going on? Kind of what led to this sure. big event that really changed the life for you and the rest of your family? Well, um, first off, I'm going to say I'm hopefully I'm not going to tear up a little bit. Even five years from now, like as I was doing research, you know, not research, but bringing back up the dates and stuff, I was starting to tear up. So um, here it goes. So 38 weeks pregnant. My wife was 38 weeks pregnant on April 10th, 2014. And um, she had a minor stomach bug. We were in the process of moving houses. And so like we were doing a lot of work. She had this minor stomach bug. She noticed that Macy's Macy wasn't moving nearly as much as she had in the past. And so, um, she, but she really didn't think much about it because she was, you know, again, 38 weeks pregnant and we've had three other kids and, you know, we knew that that kind of happened, you know, you get to the end, near the end and things slow down. 
So um, we had been in, well, and we'd also been to the midwife just three days before that. And Macy had a super strong heartbeat of, you know, 136 beats per minute. And, you know, nothing, we didn't notice anything, anything like that. So um, on the 11th, a uh, day later, we still noticed that there was, you know, her movements are still really slow. Didn't really notice much. So Julie decided to sit down and do a kick count and only had about three movements during that time. So she called the midwife and the midwife said, hey, you know, I want to take you in for a non-stress test. Go to the hospital. You know, probably nothing, but let's do this non-stress test and we'll we'll see what's going on. So we headed in there and um, the nurse hooked her up to the fetal monitor, but she searched and searched and couldn't find a heartbeat. Thought that was weird. I kind of noticed that right away. Julie was like, didn't wanted to believe everything was fine. And so sure. like, didn't really notice it much, but in my head I was like, Hey, this is kind of weird. Why can't she find a heartbeat? You no, know, three days ago she had a, a strong heartbeat and she could find it just fine. So what's up with that? So, um, she could, couldn't find the heartbeat. So she, um, flagged down the doctor that's part of the same practice and she came in to do an ultrasound or he came in to do it with an ultrasound machine and um searched and searched and searched just like the the midwife did and i'm never gonna forget those words that he said um he said you're you're not gonna like this but your baby doesn't have a heartbeat i can't find you like there's no heartbeat there so um we called our parents and then we had to figure out what exactly we were going to say to our kids. Like our kids were staying with, with Julie's parents and our kids, we needed to tell them something they were looking forward to. At that time we had, you know, two boys and one girl and, um, our daughter Reagan was really, really, really looking forward to having a sister. And so we, we needed to figure out what we were going to say to her. And so then one day later on April 12th, 2014 at 10 2 PM, Mason was stillborn. Um, we, Julie delivered her, we had, we called you guys right away. You guys were, you guys were out of town um, mm-hmm. with, um, with a, another group of our friends. We weren't there cause we were expecting a baby. And so, um, we called you guys and said, Hey, like we just had this baby that, that was born still. And you guys dropped everything. You, in fact, I think you left in the middle of dinner from wherever you were at. Yeah. Yeah. And I, now I, I remember cause we're sitting in a restaurant up in, in uh, Grand Rapids. It's, Jackie, my wife Jackie and I, and uh, our friends Matt and Courtney and uh, Kim and Brian, and we're sitting in a restaurant, and uh, we hadn't, we knew you guys were in, were into the hospital, and we hadn't heard anything, and so I think we got a hold of, I want to say it, we got a hold of uh, Julie's mom, and you know, it just said things didn't look good, and so you know we're all of the, the ladies step out of the restaurant real quick outside. There's like a, a patio area and they come back in and it's just very, very clear that like something was not, was not right. And just kind of look on their face. And so, um, they told us what had happened and yeah. And so that was, I mean, that was the beginning for, for us of, we got everything back in the cars and we, and we headed right. down, not really knowing what, I mean, just not knowing what to expect. Right. Uh, and so we, we did call our kids in and we would set them down. They gave us a, a good place, like a conference room there in the hospital. And they gave us that room to sit and talk. And like, it was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do, um, is to tell my kids that, that their, their sister was no longer living. Um, luckily the hospital gave us 24 hours that we had with Macy. So we got to 
hold her body and we got to paint her fingernails and do all those things all and make all of those memories that we were going to make. Yeah. We had to make them in, in 24 hours. Um, and then the funeral director came, got Macy left and then we left. So, um, that's the gist of the story um, there. I know you had, um, you guys were super ins- instrumental in that. Like you guys came around our family and were, were there for us right away. Um, some of the thoughts that were going through my mind when I knew that I lost Macy, just like as a dad, like I broke inside. Mm-hmm. Like you never think that that's going to happen. Sure. You never think that you're going to lose a kid at all, but let alone right then. And like, so like all of the thoughts went through my head, like I'm never going to get to give her away um, at, a, at a wedding. I'm never going to get to, you know, take her for softball or take her for whatever, or take her for her driving test. You know, I, I'm never going to get to do those things that, as a dad you get to do and and so those are some of the things that first kind of went through my head and like i remember thinking like even at first like okay so like what does this mean like okay i know that you know some of people that i know have had miscarriages and i mean obviously that how you, you go to the doctor and that whatever but like i'm like what do we do like do i need to buy a cemetery plot do mm-hmm. i need to you know buy a headstone like, i didn't know any of those things i was completely ignorant of of what to do I didn't know what to do. Um, so yeah, that's, that was kind of the first things going through my head. And, and you know, uh, for you guys, um, to, to be in a place where you could just grieve and didn't, because all of a sudden there are all these, these decisions that have to be made. Um, or, or, or like you're, like you're saying, like, how do we, how how do we bury how do we bury a stillborn child? What is is that different than you know than a, a regular burial? And um, what's the timeline on all of this? And how um, yeah, what does a memorial service look like? And um, and Andy, I think it'd be interesting um, if you could share because you guys were so like. From my my perspective, you guys were so intentional about capturing the memories that you could right. capture, um, specifically through through photographs of, of of Macy, and and those are photographs that are still shared in your home that are that are all over that are, um, in and not in a morbid way, but in like in a, in a like I experience it as like in a celebration, like as I as I know mm-hmm. you guys. But what was what were your thoughts about that just in terms of like how you were capturing her memory and the things that you did intentionally about with with that? Sure. I I think like one of those things that like, I don't know that I knew right away what to all, I mean, I think we had a lot of good friends that said, Hey, you want to have these memories. You want to have your friends capture these memories. And we had a friend who who we have a friend who's a photographer and he came in and did those. And I know that that was really tough for him um, but yet he, he did that for us. And I think that like that meant everything for us. Um, and I know it's, it's weird. Like, unless you've lost a kid, like you don't understand like how that affects you, like having those pictures and having, um, having the things, those memories, like she's hanging on our wall with the pictures of the rest of our kids. Right. And for the longest time, like anytime we took a family picture, we took the, her picture with us right. and put it in, in the picture. Right. Or a stuffed animal or something that represented her. Mm-hmm. And so like, I think like, even though we had only those quick 24 hours with her, we still made the most of it. And we were, we, I don't know, like one of the things that, that 
you'll be told if you ever are experienced or around anybody, know anybody who's lost a child, you'll, you'll be told like, say my child's name, say my child's name. It's important. Like you're not going to cause me any more grief. Right. Like I, like I know I lost this child, but like she is just as much a part of our family as Micah, Eli and Reagan at that time. Yeah. Like she was just as much a part of that. Like she is still a part of our family. And so like, for those, us, those memories and those pictures were all that we had. Like, you know, for, for the rest of my kids, we've got pictures every year. And, right. like, I, I don't right. take pictures for granted anymore. Like, yeah. Those are all I have. And so, like, for me, like, that's what I had to do that. Yeah. I and, – and being somebody that's coming along, you know, <clears throat> coming alongside of someone in grief. And this was very new territory for, for all of us. Um uh, of the of us four couples that are that have been close now for you know 13 14 years um of the four couples two have experienced miscarriage and then you guys also you know with losing <clears throat> losing Macy um these conversations of loss have have kind of have come up in you know over over the course of time um but what I have just found so powerful is is the ability to name those things and to, and to talk about them and not hope that they just kind of disappear or that those memories just kind of fade away or or or, or whatever. Um, and it, quite honestly, it feels a little strange at first, you know, like that we that we talk about Macy still to this day is a really a freeing and beautiful thing, right? Now. But at first, that is the concern. I mean, just like you said, of am I going to hurt Andy and Julie more? You know, like because you don't understand, like well, right. how are they experiencing it? Am I going to hurt them more if I bring their daughter up? And what we have found is that's just been quite the opposite, actually. That part of the healing process and part of the celebration of her life is yes, like she was a person, she she was alive, you know, she was a, a human being and right. I mean, we, we didn't get to experience that outside of the womb, but she definitely was a person and she definitely has a story and like being a Christian, like I believe that I'll see her again. And right. so that, like that to me, that's that hope that I have. Right. Yeah. And what, so, you know, you had to sit down with your children. I mean, obviously on that day and have, probably the worst conversation that you, you know, the hardest conversation that you will ever have to have. Um, you know, uh, like talking about death with kids, period. Right. It's, it's tough. Right. Right. Like at that time, Reagan was four. Like our youngest Mm -hmm. at that time was four. Like she had no idea. Right. And so over this past five years, I mean, to sort of, to kind of journey through how how have you guys walked with your kids through through that grief process because because my perception has been especially for uh like i can remember specific instances with with julie mentioning like there would be times where like micah would go to this like where this would like this grief would come back to him just like it would any of us and that it would be this like really difficult time and and you're grieving too as a parent, right? But you're trying to help your kid grieve. Like, what does that look like for you guys? Sure. Well, it's definitely tough. Like, that's what I'll say is like it's definitely tough because 
you have to not only grieve yourself, also support your spouse and then support your kids. And it's really tough because you can't tell like grief affects everybody differently. And it's really hard to tell sometimes with kids like, okay, are you just acting out? Or are you, are you actually having, having, are you grieving? And, and even the, that the grieving could be part of acting out. And so right. like it was tough. We always would give, we always would hear them. Like we, we would make sure that they were heard. Um, a lot of times for our one son, like that came out like right at bedtime, like when he was not trying to trying to go to sleep and he would always, he would start crying and he would miss his sister. And so we would just lay down with him. We would cry with him. We would, you know, we would grieve with him. Um, and so I think that like we would make sure that we were taking each, grief separately like we we would know that like okay mike is going to grieve differently than eli who is going to grieve differently than reagan and so like for us like that's what we did we 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 allowed each kid to grieve how they wanted to grieve and and we kind of you know just made sure that we were paying attention to that you met them right where right. they were individually and it, and it was tough because as a parent you're trying to grieve and sometimes you have to kind of put that off like you have to even i don't want to say put it off because that's not what i mean but you have to allow that to like allow your, put your grief back a little bit until like maybe they're okay with theirs and then you can grieve. And like what we found is like our kids would come and they would like, if we were crying, they would hug us. They would be there for us. They would pray for us. Like they were there just as like we, they, they saw us be an example, the stuff that we did to them. Yeah. They grieved the same but they supported us in that same way. So it was, it was really kind of cool. Andy, I remember at one point, I don't know if you remember the way you described this to me, but you know, as, as time kind of progressed and where you were out of the immediate trauma of the loss, but th- there would just kind of be these, ebb, you know, these ebbs and flows and how you experienced the loss. You one time explained it to me as like it, you were like, if you were to stand out on the dock of a lake and you see a storm, like, as far as how you would experience grief, like mm-hmm. you would see the storm coming, like you weren't in the grief right in that minute, but like there was just this sense of like, it's going to make it here. Right. Like you could see a wave coming. Like you knew yeah. it was going to get bad. You knew the storm was going to come. Yeah. Yeah. How is there, is there an anxiety that you feel with grief? Like, like, Oh no, I'm going in, I'm going into grief again. Or like how, how have sure. you, because, because the way you've explained it to me, it was like, you can see it coming. And sometimes when we see things coming that we know are hard, it creates this like anxiousness in us in, in a little bit. I mean, how how have you felt and worked through that and, and thought about it over the years? Sure. So for me, like I always love those. I don't want to say loved. I always, for me, those times that when I could just like ball my eyes out, like you could like, it was kind of like releasing a, a garden hose. Like if you like crank the garden hose and you know it, like there's pressure behind there and you can feel it. It's coming, it's coming, but then to let it out and it just sprays everywhere. Like for me, it felt good to release that and let that pressure out. Like, yeah, sure. Like it may be building up and it may be building up, but then as soon as I let that go and maybe have a really good cry or something and and I'm an emotional guy. So like I cry a lot, but like when I let that out, it was almost a relief for me, like to be able to like, even though I knew it was coming, it was a relief to be able to let that go. Yeah. And the thing that I've just so appreciated and what I've I've been really grateful for is that 
you guys have had, well, you, the willingness to be transparent about your grief and not, not stuff it down and push it under and not like, I think my perception is that's how in part, how you guys have, how you guys have flourished and thrived since, since the loss as, as opposed to going to places that were just like suppress, you know, suppressing the reality Mm -hmm. of the situation. Um, and I, I, yeah, I just that that's been the example to me of like that is I think the healthiest thing that we can do is um call it what it is. That the situation sucks, it's terrible. Um that that death is absolutely a terrible thing. We don't we don't try to put like a fancy bow on it or something like right. that just to call it what it is. Mhm. Um and so I like that's my perception for you guys of like that you've been courageous in that area and then that's been really instrumental in your healing process if that makes if that makes sense. Oh yeah, definitely. I think that yeah, I mean for us and especially for us with those with kids like we weren't going to sugarcoat it. Like it stinks. They knew that like sometimes daddy was going to be crying and like that's going to be tough and as a kid that's tough to see your parents cry. I like I mean, you know, I know when stressful things happen, like as a kid, that's tough to know that your parents are going through things, you know? And even now, like if one of us cries, like about anything, like, because they're like, it's, you know, it's okay, mom. And, or it's okay, dad. And so like for us, we had to be open and transparent and like yeah. grieved as a family and, you know, tried to like, I don't know, you guys came along beside of us, you and our friends, the, our close friends, the ones that were up in Grand Rapids with you guys, like, you guys came around us and supported us. Like you knew what we needed when we didn't even know what we needed. Like you knew how to support us. You knew that we could not plan a funeral. Right. And like you guys planned the whole, like you, I mean, like we came in and said, we kind of want like, this is kind of how we want this to go. Yep. Like you planned the whole service. Like you guys got food. You, you guys got everyone together and things like that. And I think, you know, for somebody listening out there who, who is, either in the future or is currently um, alongside someone who's grieving, you you just have to put yourself in the driver's seat sometimes. And that can be a hard balance, but people that are grieving are in no place usually to make decisions like that is their, their capacity for anything like that. And so it's really a, it's like, okay, let's, and this is how we felt. Like I felt like we brought the, we brought the troops together, brought the team together. Mm -hmm. We said, here's what Andy and Julie need. You do this, you do this, you do this. Kind of directed people into right. how they were gifted, and then we and then we went after it, and it gave you guys space to do what you had to do. Right, and and honestly, that's one of the best things that you guys could have done uh, for us. Because again, we didn't know what we needed. Um, we didn't know those things. So yeah, we yeah. appreciated you guys. Yeah, that's um, man. I've said this to other people. Uh, that whole thing we went through, I, it was an honor to do it, but I hope I never have to do it again. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So, um, statistically, Andy, um, the, the truth of the matter is, is that couples that go through the loss of a child, the divorce rate is knocking at the door basically through an experience like Mm -hmm. that. So we've said, man, journeying with our kids, bringing them in to that loss, that was a challenge. Mm Mm-hmm. And then there's you and Julie. 
Right. And Julie, as a mom, because um, it's n- there's the emotional component there, but then there's like she has phys- like everything physically, physically yeah, right, that mm-hmm. is going on with her. So it's it's just this holistic. All of her person is impacted uh, by this loss, and her experience physically is obviously different than yours. Right. And so you're trying to come together to meet each other where you can in the midst of mm-hmm. in the midst of grief. What did you guys do uh, to make it through? Um, we talked. We were open and honest with each other. Like I think that was the key. Like we couldn't. Yes, we grieve separately because everyone is going to grieve their own way. But we also we allowed each other to grieve in those ways. Like Julie knew. Like I'm not a person that likes working with my hands. Like I'm not a skilled. Like I'm a computer guy. I'm not a big like. Let's go build something. But like at that point, like that's all I wanted to do. I wanted to be outside. I wanted to be alone. I wanted to like do something like that was constructive because I couldn't fix the fact that my daughter had just died. Right. And and so like I wanted to fix something. As as dudes, we're 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 fixers. We're naturally fixers. So like I wanted to fix something and I couldn't do it. And so like I was outside. And so for me, I found that like she knew what I needed when I needed it. Like she knew that if I was outside for a little bit, let me alone. Not, well, not even let me alone. Like, like she let me do that. But then sometimes she would come out and say, Hey, like, are you okay? Right. You know, like I know you're grieving, but like, how can I help you? Yeah. And the same thing for her, like there would be nights that like I would be terrible and she would just be there and like hug and support me or whatever. And then, the next night she would be in the same boat. Like she would be needing support. And so like we found that talking to each other and supporting each other was one of the biggest things that we could do for each other. Like talking about it, talking about it, talking about it, like, and giving grace too. like, you know, I may be having a crappy day and I may have like flippantly said something that I didn't mean to. Um, and she gave me grace there. Yeah. And so like, I think that that was, part of the key like we did that and we did it together but we did it separately too you know so it was like we had this time to 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 grieve separately but then we also had time to do it together and, and talk together and we went on a uh a grief retreat which um spark of life if anyone has ever um done this like or anyone has ever gone through any type of loss whether it be stillborn or any type of loss this is this great grief retreat called spark of life yeah um sparkoflife.org and we'll link that in our show notes. Yeah. But yeah, like that's one of the things that we did and we found like that was great. A great time to just see and experience and be pampered and but also like learn about grief and learn like people are going to say things that are awful. Terrible. Like, like absolutely <laughs> terrible. Like they don't mean to. Right. They definitely don't mean to, but it's one of those things that you as as a when you experience something so terrible with one of your friends, one of your friends experienced something so terrible. You don't know what to say. Like we, we just don't know what to say. So uh, this is my public service announcement for anybody who is at the funeral home and is coming up to the people that are grieving, uh, things not to say things like God just needed one more angel or, um, well, what else did you? Oh gosh, I'm trying to. I'm just trying to think of the 
and I know again they're trying to be helpful, but it's just right. stupid. Right. Uh, I'm trying to think of other things. Any 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 sort of platitude of like here's why God did this, and I'm just want to give a simple explanation, or, or even like it's okay because like you can have another kid. Yes. Or like because oh, it's like oh because right because having another kid will replace the one that died right right, right. she's still no. part of our family and, that's right and, and so like yeah yep. no no so it just like i would say think about it like think if you were in their shoes what would you want it what said to you I, i'm sorry for your loss is a great that's just a great safe right. thing to say and um as i was helping prepare the memorial service and in the funeral um I, so speaking of like making decisions for the for the family or whatever, so what I decided was is that because there was some other, there were questions about what had led to Macy's death, right. what were the circumstances around it, and um, you know you guys packed out the funeral the funeral home because we, yeah that oh man biggest and just a, a be- such a beautiful like the community that showed up and was around like that was just a really really beautiful thing. Um, but in my message, I just specifically said, here's what happened. Right. Don't ask Andy and Julie about right. it. Right. And, you know, because that was the thing of like, I don't, I don't want you, for 300 times, I didn't want you to have to relive the, the events again and again. Like that was, that was not, that part was not going to be helpful right. at that time. Right. So that's where it was like, there, there, so there were two things of one, me trying to head off people saying stupid things to you in the receiving, you know, in the line, uh, while you're at the, uh, the funeral home and yeah. And just to give people a, a sense of like, okay, here's what will be helpful to talk about. And here will, here's what will not be helpful right. to talk about in this, in this time. And, you know, and then, then the conversation has changed more, you know, as, as time goes on, the ability to talk about those things, it, it does change, but they're just, we, we got to work on our sensitivity for right. in the moment when you're close to the thing, um, what has happened it, just to be, uh, to be mindful. So yeah, those are my little, that's my little also side yeah. public service announcement for those <laughs> of you that are at the funeral home. I'm sorry for your loss, a hug, um, you know, if there's anything you need, just let us know. Like just encouraging, like statements that say "We are here, we love you," and that's that. Right. Um. So. Um. Let's see here. I'm looking at. I'm. This is man. This has been real. This is really good. Uh. Let's see. Okay. So you've said some other things about um. Just in terms of like. Uh helping other people understand grief like in like what what are key th- and you've mentioned this what are key things to understand about grief and i think that's been really good i think the the other really important part of this story is is that following your guys's loss um your guys's engagement with the organization that is now hope mommies mm-hmm. um that is part i think of such of the redemptive work that has that has come out of this is that taking again a really crappy situation right. and a really crappy experience that at the time just seemed like well this is just a giant black hole that we're going to be living in <laughs> to um bring you guys through and on this journey mm-hmm. and we still feel the loss we still recognize it was a terrible thing but in the midst of that you guys found yourself a part of a new community right of people who had lost children 
which is such an underserved and underrepresented group of people, and yet they're everywhere. Right. I run into them all the time, and I'm like, I never knew, like, literally, I never knew you lost a child. Right. And it just, like, comes up in conversation. Right. And it's like, we've, you never mentioned I've known this. you for how many years? Yeah. Right, right. Like, my goodness. And so, um, tell me, I mean, kind of give the, if Julie were here, she would, like, <laughs> she would own this conversation. But give me a rundown of just the Hope Mommy's experience and kind of, like, what has sure. come out of that. Sure. So, uh, shortly after... I, don't have notes on exactly when that sure. happened, but yeah. like there was a time that my mom, my wife found this organization called hope mommies and they're based out of Texas. And she said to me like, Hey, they're having this annual retreat in like a week. Like this is like shortly after we lost Macy. Yeah. Like, yeah. do you want to like, I want to go, like I want to do this. And so, um, hope mommies helps for people who've lost infants and still you know, infants and uh, toddlers and things like that. And so we packed the van, us and all the kids, and we drove from Indiana here down to Texas. And um, me and the kids just had fun like that week, and it was cool because she was with other moms who have grieved, who you know, grieved loss of their children, and then you know learned how to do all you know, su- got support, got pampering, got all these these things. Um, and then me and the kids got to go do lots of fun stuff like we were just out in texas and yeah. we went to the zoo and we went you to went some weird stuff we there's did. some weird stuff in texas we did uh, the zoo is a whole nother story because if you can <laughs> i'm gonna air quote that zoo zoo um anyway yeah. so yeah we so that was fun we came back um and then she so again hope mommies they have this main conference and things like that um and then they have chapters like in a lot of them were well i think at the time all of them were in texas because again, it was started in Texas not yeah. that long ago, and um, so Julie's like, "Hey, I want to do that. I would love to become and have a chapter here in Indiana." And so yeah. she started. She helped, you know, became the president of the Northern Indiana chapter of Hope Mommies, which allows. But they do a lot of different things. They have support groups, the Bible studies, and then they also have what they call the Hope Boxes, which are um, a photo box, which is full of all sorts of pampering items and um, devotionals and and things that help grieving mothers in their time of loss. And so they're like, again, like pampering things and then practical things too, uh, you know, like the Bible and things like that. And so like, and how do those moms receive those hope boxes? Um, they, a couple different ways they can contact, they do contact our the Northern Indiana chapter, or they can go into hope org and they can get request. I want a box. Um, although the chapters fundraise and things for their yeah. boxes. Um, and then we also have been able, they have also been able to stock them in, um, some of the hospitals around our area and some of the doctor's offices and churches and things like that have them to give out to mothers that they come in contact with. Yeah. And I think that's been the cool thing of the medical community because they rec- they see, they see the need, right? Like that's oh, something that's, yeah, absolutely. that's again in front of them regularly. And there's just been so many, so many doctors, hospitals, uh, chaplains, um, I th- which I think is super cool that that just have welcomed these hope boxes into into these places, right. and it's kind of like a first line of care that that these moms right. and families receive. Yeah, so that's been a great and a good outlet. And like again, like the loss of my daughter was the ter- one of the terriblest things I've ever experienced, yeah. if not the terriblest thing. Yeah, and to see hope come out of that, and to see yeah. her life not gone you know, for no reason. Like, 
again, because of that, my wife was able to start this chapter here in Indiana and then provide hope for other mothers who and families who have lost their children too. So it, it's been, again, I don't want to say great, but it's been a great experience to be able to see not just that, not just with Hope Mommies, but also with other things. Like we were saying, where we we have seen people come up to me and say, I'm a dad and I, I don't have support because, you know, like lots of people are like, hey, how's your wife doing? Yeah. But they don't ask me about how, how I am. So I've been able to meet yeah. with meet with guys. Um, and, and if you want to talk about this, if you're listening to this and you have lost a child or you know someone who's lost a child, send us an email, dudesanddadspodcast at gmail.com. And we'll talk. We'll chat. Like I, I would love to chat with you guys. So, like that's been one of the coolest things to see how Macy's life has been able to what she's been able to do, even though she's not here on Earth. Like, yeah, it's been it's been good. I, I don't know. In being the theologian, I don't I don't know the right because it's, it's theologically sloppy to say this, but her her like when we talk about her memory living on or her or, or her her impact living on it that there has been that sense like that that life didn't 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 just come and go and then that was it but there was like all these things all these things have come from it and so it's like it's like we just we feel like we got to give macy like a lot of credit for what she's gotten done (laughs) right Right. even (laughs) even though she was like physically her body was above the earth here for like 24 hours like even though she wasn't alive here outside of the womb yeah like Lots of stuff has been accomplished through her and her life. And I just got to say, and you know this is true, Andy, um, because you you married up big time. Uh, (laughs) You're right. I'm not even going to pretend that that's not true. That's totally true. Julie is a rock star. Uh, What she has done with this, uh, her and her team with with Hope Mommies here in the Northern Indiana chapter, um, gosh, if you're if you have any heart whatsoever for, for grieving families and moms that have lost kids, I mean, there's all kinds of opportunities, even if you yourself have not lost right. a child, but it's like this, something uh, uh, you want to contribute to that ministry. Um, check it out. We'll have all the, obviously all the links and everything in the show right. notes to on our, on the website uh, to connect you guys to that. But um, yeah, I just, uh, as somebody on the, on just a person that's trying to support and be helpful uh, just to see what has happened, to see this journey, to see what the last five years have been. Um, I am amazed. I really, really am. And, and I would, I would say this honestly, Andy, I would rather do it with nobody else, but you guys. Well, thanks. Yeah. And same here too. Like you guys have been an amazing community for us. And like you came around us and like, like I really like the idea of um, just sitting with people who are grieving. Like, don't talk, don't say anything. Just sit with them and be yeah. with them. Be present. Yeah. Ex- experience the grief with them, and just like I really love that idea. And um, I would I would encourage people who are coming alongside of people who have lost anybody, not just children, but like parents and grandparents and everything just if there's somebody in your life that's grieving sit with them and be present because you guys did that to us like for us like you came over to our house and like the thing that really stunk is you know so like we said that april 12th was macy's birthday april 17th is julie's yeah and so like literally like 
we lost a child and then we had to try and celebrate yeah. Julie's life. And that was yeah. really hard. Um, and you guys came over and we had a birthday party, yeah. but like yeah. it was definitely hard. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, again, it's one of those, it's, that's uncharted territory, right? And you're stepping into things that you've never had to do before, but you're like, doggone it. We're going to do it together. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and we might, I don't know, we might screw this up or it might be feel, it might feel awkward, but like, here, here's the deal. Uh, the awkwardness and the weirdness of all of that is what actually like cemented our friendship in a, right. like, like in, in, in friends, I, I don't, I, there are not good words for the friendship that we share with these with these other with myself and Jackie and Andy and Julian our our two friends our other two couples Matt and Courtney and and Brian and Kim uh, there are not there are not words to talk about the relationship and the friendship that we have uh, there and now you know um, uh, when we all get together I mean there's now fifteen children right. sixteen including. Uh, Macy like that it's a zoo uh, but man it's just like we have raised our children together we have we have been through um, there's been there have been uh, miscarriages along the way there's been uh, gosh every everything we anybody lost jobs and uncertainty about a lot of things in the future and move moving from places and all this all this stuff and like trying to figure out how to support each other as we're each raising our kids and they're all good grief. So different, um, ranging from now the 13 year old down to the two and a half year old. Yeah. Good night. Um, but man, is it like for me, it's been one of the most formational things for me, Mm -hmm. uh, to be on that journey. And I, here's what I, here's what I desire for all of you. I desire for you to have that kind of deep spiritual friendship because things will happen in life sooner or later something is going to come your way and that's what you got to have. You got to have that. You got to have that community. I, I, I don't, I can't imagine life right. without it. Right. <laughs> and I think like if there's one thing that you can take away from this episode, like I hope that you hear what I'm saying when I say like, get yourself some really, really close friends. Don't, it doesn't need to be superficial. It doesn't need to be whatever, but get friends that you can do life with both, not just as, as dads and then dudes, but like as a family. And I think that that like allowed us to just be able to go through this and like deepen our friendship too. Cause we, you know, we were good friends beforehand, but now like, yeah, yeah. There's like, I feel like there's nothing we can't handle. And you know, I think a good litmus test, uh, you know, you're really, really good friends when you can go camping with people. I think that's the, (laughs) if you can go camping with your friends, you're a special kind of friend. Uh, that's, that's a good, that's a good test. So, um, Andy, uh, gosh, as we wrap up here, um, I, I just got to say, uh, thanks for doing this. I'm so glad you're willing to talk about this and I really hope it blesses and and encourages and and helps people out Mm -hmm. there. I I think there's someone that can gain. I just, I have a sense that someone out there can gain Mm -hmm. something from this. Definitely. Um, closing thoughts, uh, things that, uh, that you didn't say that you wish you had said. And now is your last, now on the spot, here's your last, here's your last chance. Oh man. I think, um, man, you put me in the spot. I think, I, I think that it's tough and it still is tough. Like I've grief. If you're, if you're in the middle of grief, 
and you start, you're starting this loss journey and there are days, weeks, months that are going to suck, just suck. Those times get less and less as time goes on. There is hope. Um, I don't know how people do this without the hope of Jesus. Like for us, that, that was the main thing. And again, like our show is not a necessarily a Christian show, but both of us are Christians. And like that just for me, like that's all I could, I can say like for me that that's what I don't know that I could do it without that. Um, but like the, the hurt gets less and less, um, never goes away necessarily. Like I wasn't even expecting this, but again, I was looking over the show notes and, and things and just the, timeline of our loss and was getting teary and getting like goosebumps and it still it hurt still to read those words from the doctor saying you're not gonna like this your baby doesn't have a heartbeat um but those days are fewer and fewer between where it just is numb and you can't go on um so that's like i just want to give you hope if you're in the middle of that you hang on you can do this yeah um there is hope friends right so hey we want to thank you for for listening to this episode um we uh we again this is our, our third episode we're looking forward to seeing more of this type of stuff more interviews more just really chatting and, and having fun um so you can get we want to hear feedback for this um so if you've got feedback about this or any of our episodes um, just go ahead and shoot us an email at dudesanddadspodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for coming along with this journey with us. Like, I know that this wasn't an easy one. We promised you that there'd be laughing and crying, and <laughs> and and you're going to get both. And so this, like, hopefully <laughs> hopefully you survive this episode. Like, But thanks for coming along with us. I know this is a hard topic to talk about and hard topic to listen to, but I, I appreciate you guys. Hey, from all of us here at the Dudes and Dads podcast, we thank you guys. Uh, It's been a good one, and we look forward to seeing you in a couple weeks for the next episode, number four coming out. So stay tuned. Love you all. Grace and peace. Peace.